Welcome back to WeCast, and happy holidays to everybody in the West End. May your house be warm and your spirit be bright. We have another week of highs in the 40s, freezing at night, and the promise of a white Christmas flirts with the forecast on Christmas Eve. From the Trailhead Sound Lab in Natarita, Colorado, this is a 141 production in cooperation with the Rimrocker Historical Society and the San Miguel Basin Forum. I'm your host, Brock Benson, and this is Volume 74, Issue Number 29 of the San Miguel Basin Forum, bringing you all the headlines out of the west end of Colorado for the week of December 20th, 2023. The price of uranium as of December 11th is $82.30. All right, making headlines this week in sports news, basketball teams and wrestling see successes by Reagan Tuttle, editor. It was a big weekend in Nucla High School sports. In the Dove Creek basketball tournament, the girls and the guys both won against Monticello on Friday, advancing to the finals. The girls beat the Buckaroos 39-30 in the first game. The Lady Mustangs lost, unfortunately, in the championship game on Saturday to Dove Creek 24-54. Head coach for the girls, Andon Bray, said both games were, quote, tales of two halves, end quote. According to him, the girls didn't start strong with the Monticello game, but dominated the second half. For Dove Creek, it was the opposite. The girls played well initially, but things fell apart in the second half. Quote, we are trying to get to that level of playing well all four quarters, Bray said. Quote, we're striving for that, playing well all four quarters, end quote. The guys' basketball team beat Monticello 46-25, also making it to the championship game. They fell to Telluride by two points, however, in the finals, 38-40. Steele Arnold was high scorer both nights. Quote, it was a great weekend for the guys, said head coach Kelly Arnold. Quote, they played well and they are learning every single game, end quote. He said the guys had a few errors that cost them in the end. Overall, he's happy with the guys' performance on the court. Quote, we lost a game, but we are playing well, he added. At the same time, the Mustang wrestlers competed at the Warrior Classic in Grand Junction, which turned out to be a tough tournament for the guys. There, 41 teams were on the mats and some guys from 5A schools were participating. There, Nucla came in 22nd overall and Arthur Connolly came in third place in his class. J.W. Naisland was fourth. Now all competition is finished until the new year begins and the Mustangs move into their new schools and the gyms. For the elementary and middle school kids, through Montrose West Recreation's youth wrestling program, the kids are coached by Freddie Smith and Trillin Richards. Approximately 20 kids in grades 3 through 8 are out for the sport this year. The kids competed in Fruta over the weekend. J.D. Johnson of Norwood took first place in his class, so did Hunter Johnson of the West End. The kids practice Tuesdays and Thursdays and have already had other tournaments in Palisade and Montrose. Currently competing in the lower age group are Zayden Crusoe, Jonah Richardson, Hunter Johnson, J.D. Johnson, Austin Schertz, Cooper Schertz, Oscar Cooper, Lockham Schultz, Cage Morrison, Wyatt Weimer, Kendall Weimer, Loudon Galley, and Emily Johnson. In other recreational news, Montrose West Recreation announced a ski and snowboard club update. Online registration can be found online at form.com jotform.com forward slash 233-174-348-242151. The program will now include 4th and 5th grades too. All participating kids in grades 4th through 12th must have some previous experience on the mountain. There are no scholarships available this season. Sign up is due by January 2nd at 5 p.m. In Norwood news, Grafmeyer to retire. Norwood gets water appropriations by Reagan Tuttle, editor. 
Norwood trustees saw a robust, albeit quick, agenda at their December monthly meeting, which was Patty Grafmeyer's last as town administrator. Grafmeyer retires this month after 32 years. She is the longest-serving town administrator in the state and second runner-up in the U.S. Grafmeyer has overseen Norwood Water Commission, Norwood Sanitation District, and the town of Norwood. They're bumping the pay for her position at least twenty thousand dollars for next year for the new hire. Who is yet to be named? Quote, "I don't think you guys realize what we are losing," said Town Clerk Amanda Pierce at the meeting. In her last administrator's report, Grafmeyer said she had news on water. The town of Norwood will now receive water appropriations on the San Miguel River, a decades-long battle that has involved the court system. The San Miguel Water Conservancy in 1950 had gotten preliminary approval for the reservoirs in the local area, the Mary Scott, the Saltado, the Radium, but those never materialized. Grafmeyer told the forum the late state senator Dan Noble lived in Norwood and advocated for those water claims from the 1960s to the 1990s. Ramani's state wildlife area bears his namesake. When Grafmeyer went to work for the town of Norwood, Senator Noble would appear at board meetings to discuss water. Now, after six recent years of litigation, Norwood won't see the original 80,000 acre feet in the old claim, but at least 9,000 acre feet in appropriations. San Miguel County Commissioner approved it. Next will be approval from Southwest Water Conservation District and Sheep Mountain Alliance, who's, who first legally opposed the appropriations. There are stipulations, however. Agricultural use is not included in the appropriations, although in the 1960s. It was actually the focus. The town of Norwood has been appropriated 4,000 acre feet for municipal water storage and 1,000 for actual municipal water use. Another 4,500 is appropriated for the environment and recreation. Grafmeyer said Norwood used 214 acre feet last year, and per Farmers Water Development has up to 300 acre feet annually. She added the appropriations are huge, especially when people discuss development, and that Norwood is limited due to access to water. Still, getting water up to Wrights Mesa will be another challenge. Mayor Candy Meehan said in the meeting that a diversion would cost 35 million dollars. Morgan Rummel asked if the appropriations could be leased. Quote, "That is something to mine," said Trustee Niven Drybrow. Norwood also approved its budget and set the mill levy at the meeting. And trustees signed an MOU to support the local food bank. Representatives from Norwood Park and Recreation District said the ice rink isn't ready yet, and colder temperatures are needed. For the Try It Tuesday, square dancing will happen monthly. Callers are coming from Montrose for the April dance. The first 30 minutes of sessions are for teaching newcomers. Experienced square dancers will help those who are unfamiliar with the directions. She added more than. Sixty people are participating in the adult volleyball league this winter in Norwood. Public Works Director Randy Harris said bids are coming in for the drainage area below Sam's Service. That project will get started soon, and his crew continues to work on filling potholes. The board was informed of some complaints on social media regarding road conditions. The town clerk said anyone with complaints should contact the town of Norwood directly. Harris confirmed there was no chip seal work done this last summer due to a shortage of materials. San Miguel County, who supports Norwood and helps with the cost. Also was unable to do the chip seal work. All right, we got some holiday news. Natarita Elementary School programs last one in old school by Reagan Tuttle, editor. Last week, the Natarita Elementary School held its last Christmas celebrations in the old school that the younger grades will vacate over break. Principal Sarah Bray said the events were a success. Last Monday, longtime music teacher Mrs. Evelyn Herring produced a band concert. First, the fifth and sixth grade band did their performance. Next, the middle school and high school band played for the crowd. Bray said the musicians are a small group, and Herring has always made things work with what she has. In the fifth and sixth grade band, the kids enter the music program often without having ever played an instrument. 
Somehow, by December, with Herring's guidance, the kids are able to play Christmas songs, harmonize, and make a real holiday show. Last Thursday, the preschool through fourth grades performed for families in a choir showcase. Then the little ones sang Jingle Bells, and afterwards, each class, first through fourth grade, sang two to three pieces. Students showed up in their holiday attire, and many wore Christmas dresses and neckties. Quote, they just did a great job, Bray said. Quote, we had it in the elementary gym, and it was packed, and we didn't have enough chairs out. We were pulling out cafeteria tables, bleachers. It's usually popular, but even more so this year, end quote. Next year, the elementary kids will have use of a real stage, something Bray is looking forward to for those types of events. She said it will be better for the audience, too. Herring has been in and out of both Norwood and Nucla schools the last 30 years. Bray said there's a chance it could be her last year leading the music program. She's grateful for Herring's work over the years in making sure that local schools have had a music program. Bray admitted Herring will be hard to replace when she leaves. Last Thursday's dessert auction was profitable for the Parent Advisory Committee. Bray said close to 50 desserts were provided and the group made more than 800 in donations. She agreed, it's amazing how the West End always shows up to take care of its own. Quote, I've been here 14 years and it amazes me how they always come out and support anyone in need and in the case of the school, she said. School was in session on Monday and Tuesday, though Tuesday was an early release. Santa Claus, Mr. Brock Benson, appeared to students at Natarita Elementary School to hear their holiday wishes, and the last Rudolph River run took place, too. The annual holiday run is a special activity the kids prep for throughout the fall semester. The kids work on building stamina to complete a one-mile course along the river. Afterward, they traditionally celebrate with hot cocoa and candy canes. Bray said she's proud of Miss Mallory Haney's work with the kids and for teaching them to get out and exercise. As far as any official goodbye to the old school goes, Bray said there's not been time to think about that. The teachers and staff have been too busy to take a pause in that way. Bray said the Christmas program itself was a type of celebration for likely what will be one of the last school community events in the space. All right. In weather, a white Christmas in the West End by Reagan Tuttle, editor. The San Miguel Basin Forum acknowledges that there are locals who celebrate traditions other than Christmas, including Hanukkah, which was taken place December 7th through the 15th, and that some may not celebrate the holiday season at all. But the Christmas tradition is celebrated by many in the West End, and it's upon us. With that, some want to know. Will there be a white Christmas this year? That's debatable, but actually possible. Lucas Boyer of the National Weather Service in Grand Junction said snow could happen over the weekend. Quote, we're kind of watching for an active pattern developing later in the week, and it certainly doesn't seem out of the question at this point, he said. Quote, unfortunately, according to the models, things are kind of in a little bit of a disagreement on how they're shaping up, end quote. Boyer guesses that on Saturday afternoon, precipitation could likely happen across southwest Colorado. Quote, it's a good possibility we we see a little bit of snow, he said. Quote, there are weak amounts of moisture, so at this point it's hard to say how much it's going to snow in Nucla or Natarita. He said with an elevation of around 6,000 feet, it's probably looking like a rain-snow mix. That's because of the warm flow from the southwest with the storm that it's approaching. Quote, again, moisture and dynamics are in place, so it's better than a dry forecast, he added. For the average temperatures of the West End area, things are a bit above what they normally are. And by 10 degrees, according to the climatology reports, Boyer said things need to cool down a bit before the West End gets any more snow. Regarding precipitation, the newest National Weather Service station in Durango reports being, quote, quite a bit under for the year, end quote. Durango is more than three inches below normal to date. Still, there is a chance of snow on Sunday and Monday. 
Quote, yeah, I think right now there is some general agreement that we will see an active storm cycle on Christmas, he said. Quote, there will be some liquid. I'm just not sure how much will be the white stuff. Warm air, but I could see a changeover, and I wouldn't rule out a few snow flurries at this point, end quote. Boyer said the weather models will be more accurate as the weekend approaches. He also said that the storms that roll in from the southwest can be surprising, however. He said those can generate a nice, slow snow production. Quote, but we have to cool things off, he said. Quote, it's starting out warm this week and 10 degrees warmer than normal. We are fighting some gravity there, end quote. Last year, Dolores got really great snow in late December, Boyer said, but there was a colder air pattern in place then. Quote, it's just my confidence at this point that it is warm and we will have some rain before snow. End quote. Now for our favorite section, History, by the Rimrocker Historical Society. This article is called Christmas in Yerevan by Jane Thompson from Rimrocker Historical Society. Welcome back to the West End, Jane. Christmas in Yerevan was always an exciting time. I remember my dad hanging those big C9 lights along the roof. It seemed like just about every house in Yerevan had Christmas decorations up. We would always go for a drive to look at the lights, and we were always in awe of how the town was transformed into a Christmas wonderland. At the top of the bee plant up on the hill were the big star and cross, and they were lit up through the season. They would alternate lighting up, first the star for several seconds, and then the cross. It is a memory of Christmas that I cherish. Our friend Gary Reeves recently posted a picture on Facebook of the star and cross standing watch on the hill, and the comments were many. The build-up for Christmas was just as important back then as it is now, although it was a simpler time back then. The school Christmas program was always anticipated with great excitement. My grandma always made Sharon and I new Christmas dresses, just especially for the program. We would try on the dresses throughout the month leading up to the big night, and then we would feel so special to have that new Christmas dress. We sang all of the special Christmas songs as each class gave their very best performance. We are all fortunate that Mrs. Herring, our current music teacher, also grew up in Yerevan because her programs are very much like what we had in our old hometown. Thank you, Mrs. Herring. Although the school Christmas programs were fun and much anticipated, the Christmas parties put on by Union Carbide for the children were the biggest event of the year. Because Yerevan was a company town, the company provided pretty much whatever was needed to keep the families happy. Christmas and Halloween were the main celebrations that the company put on for the workers' families, and they went all out on both. I found a couple of articles in the Union Carbide Nuclear News magazine about the Christmas parties in 1957 and 1958, and I thought you would enjoy them. From the UCN News of January 1957, quote, Saturday morning, December 22, 1956, was given over to the youngsters of Yerevan and surrounding area. The annual Kitty Christmas Party filled the recreation hall with a capacity crowd. Santa had his hands full taking orders from the youngsters and handing out packages of good things to eat. The doors opened at 9.45 a.m., and there was a crowd of early arrivals clamoring to get in. Shortly after 10 a.m., the hall was full and Superintendent R.D. Van Zandt welcomed the crowd on behalf of Union Carbide Nuclear Company. After the welcome, the movie operator took over. There were four short comics, and it was difficult to decide whether the youngsters or the parents enjoyed them more. Immediately after the movie, Santa arrived and, with the aid of six helpers, passed out 675 Christmas bags, thanks to the Boy Scouts for the Christmas tree.
The following year, the UCN news story of January 1958 stated, quote, The children's Christmas party at Yerevan was the largest of any previous year. More than 700 Christmas packages were distributed after the youngsters and their parents or attendants had seen six movie cartoons. It was perhaps the largest crowd ever assembled in the recreation hall. Long before the doors were open, scores of little guests were waiting outside. Within a few minutes after opening the doors, the hall was overflowing. From that moment until the party was over... The hall belonged to the youngsters. It's hard to believe that Santa and his elves had to make that many bags of goodies for such a small town as Yerevan. But those were the boom years, and there were lots of families. The bags were full of that good, hard ribbon candy, lots of different kinds of nuts, an orange and an apple, some chocolate, and always a candy cane. It was great. 700 bags of candy. Yerevan, what a place. Merry Christmas to all of you from the Rimrockers. Thank you for that story, Jane, and thank you, Reagan Tuttle, for another great week of news. And there you have it, folks. That's all the headlines for this week. I'm Brock Benson wishing you a cheerful Yule, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and fantastic Kwanzaa. However your family chooses to celebrate this holiday season, I hope your hearts are filled with love and kindness. This has been a 141 production in cooperation with the Rimrocker Historical Society and the San Miguel Basin Forum. This has been Volume 74, Issue Number 29 of the San Miguel Basin Forum, bringing you all the headlines out of the West End of Colorado for the week of December 20th, 2023. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you all next week. Have a Merry Christmas.